0: kidding me man i mean we talked about it in the, in the pregame like walker kessler needs to play and how does he only play 11 minutes and 58 seconds out of the whole team he has the the highest plus minus at 13 like what is going on man it, this this literally is the first game i've felt frustrated at As a jazz fan, because it feels like the same thing happened yesterday with Chris Porzingis. He didn't score 59 points, but it's like, uh, is is Will Hardy, I'm going to let you guys speak, so start requesting. Because I I don't want to just explode on this podcast. That's about where I'm at right now. We only lose by seven points, but is Will Hardy an offensive coach? And he just doesn't understand defense. Like, it's to me, it's not that hard to see that Embiid's going off. And your best bet is Walker Kessler. Now, Walker Kessler got cooked a couple times. But then he realized, okay, I need to put pressure on Embiid. And he gets out and picks Embiid up beyond the three-point line and puts a body into him. And Embiid shoots an air ball. And then, like, after that, he just never got another shot. It just it doesn't make sense to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna request Tevin first. Uh, go ahead, man. Let yeah, you go. Just I need some time to cool off.
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Joel Embiid went off, but like, yeah, there were some times where I'm like, let's put Walker Kessler on him, see if we can do anything. Put Lori marketing on him, but I mean, sheesh, fifty nine points. What a what a showing.
0: Bro, and, and like, Vanderbilt did okay on him. That was fine. Uh, Olenek actually did all right on him, too. But my thought before he just really started going off is, like, we need to be showing him different bodies, even if you put Colin Sexton on him, maybe, and just really get into his body. If you look at his shot chart, everything mostly was inside the three-point line. And I feel like the key to guarding Embiid is just picking him up early and, Olenek did that a few times where it's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, pick him up uh, right at the three point line and be physical with him. Obviously, beat so big, he's gonna beat you uh, sometimes. But uh, this is the epitome of being a Jazz fan. It's just like guys have career nights. The the Sixers fans with their phones out, like recording the the uh, the scoreboard or whatever it was. It's like, dude, why why does this always happen to the Jazz? I'm going to go to JC's drip. Let it let it rip. JC's drip, you're uh, muted if you want to talk.
2: I saw the
3: loss coming with like eight minutes left in the fourth. I mean, Embiid was going off. And to your point about Kessler, you said he only played 11 minutes.
0: 11 minutes and 58 seconds. What the hell?
3: considering that the time that we went up by 14 was very reliant on Walker Kessler. He had those four blocks, um, and his defensive um, gravity really had a huge impact in, I think, that second quarter. Um, Obviously, marketing couldn't guard him. Vando couldn't do anything. Nobody that was playing could do anything, and Kessler was definitely our best option. I have no idea why he only played 11 that's ridiculous to me.
0: What blows my mind is, to me, Lowry is the worst uh, in like big guy. I think Lowry's fine defensively on the perimeter and actually probably guarding people that are smaller than him. But when when a, a center go, goes against Lowry, he just he, he's ineffective. And for us to finish with Lowry on and I don't understand. Like at least put a Lenick on him if, but. Uh, and and Vanderbilt's in the game as well with Lowry and, and Lowry's still on him. It it, it makes no sense. So, um, I'm going to head over to, let's see who's, who's next in the queue. Uh, Armani, you're on, man. Don't hold back either. I want to hear your guys' true feelings because I'm about to erupt over here.
2: For me, bro, bro, I'm really getting tired of this shit. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm really, really, really getting tired of the ball not going to Lowry when Lowry's on a fucking court. And then, <laughs> and then Walker Kessler not getting minutes like that shit is getting really, really crazy. Why is Kessler not getting minutes? Is cra- uh, three blocks in eleven minutes is really crazy.
0: Well, and like it, it looks like again, we're we're tired, and it's almost like we're relying so much on Conley, so much on Clarkson, so much on Larry to score. Good, that's the shit. You see,
2: the thing that's, not, that, that's pissing me. The guard play is is getting is getting really, really, really bad.
0: Yeah, and and the thing this is, I don't know if it was last game or before, but you you look at the box score. The plus minus, all the starters are negative, and it's not by a small margin. It's it's double digit, negative 13, negative 17, negative 16, negative 15. And then you go to the bench and Malik Beasley plus three, Rudy Gay plus 12, Taylor Horton Tucker, plus 10, Walker Kessler, plus 13. So it's like we're relying so heavily, and Colin Sexton's the the one starter, uh his his negative was only negative three. But it's like, give Sexton, Beasley, Taylor Horton Tucker, Kessler minutes to give these other guys a rest. They're, obviously our, sh- our shots are short, and, and we do look tired, but I think a lot of that is coaches relying so heavily on these guys that had a good start, and they're starting to get tired. And, and I believe we have a, a deep bench. It just it's blowing my mind that we're not using these guys. Like Walker Kessler it, is going to be special. He's Walker gonna Kessler, be special.
2: Walker Kessler and, and Taylor Horton Tucker are are um our most destructive defenders and they do not get enough minutes.
0: Well and and Malik Beasley was on fire has Malik eighteen. Beasley's
2: our best shooter.
0: Yeah, so so like
2: we need minutes from them.
0: I feel like Hardy was good at you know playing different lineups uh, as far as finishing lineups and playing the hot guy. But but these last two games it just makes me feel I don't know if somebody, like, got in his ear as far as the coaching staff. I know Jason Terry's on the coaching staff and, and uh, Jeff Hornacek. And you, you just wonder, like, what's going on at practice. I don't
2: think that's really – I don't think that's necessarily an issue. I think the issue is when uh, – when, 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 see, the rotation's been the same. Yeah. I think the main issue is is when we're not hitting from the three, we're not readjusting the offense.
0: Yeah, and I we're agree. Not, and
2: we're, not allowing, we're not allowing the bench to do it. The bench scored 45 points. 45. We scored 98.
0: Yes, it's crazy. Um, I feel like the one guy that was driving and, and kind of caught fire, not fire, but like was doing well, even against Embiid, was Colin Sexton. Yeah,
2: Sexton, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but Sexton,
2: he did make that bone-headed play at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, his okay, downfall like, you know, is...
2: Like, I know you see JC in the corner the entire time. The <laughs> he,
0: yeah, that face. fast break, the like three on one. Yeah, it... it man. I'm going to let someone else speak because I'm, I'm I'm still trying to cool off here. So, uh... And I think,
3: you know, we've come at the point of the season, what we're at 14, 15 games in, that we're scoutable, right? Teams know it's not a surprise anymore. Uh, they know exactly what to expect, especially from Markkinen, who's up and coming. Um, And what I noticed, especially in the second half when our offense was just in the mud, Everything is telegraphed. I know exactly what Mike's gonna do. I know exactly what. Yeah, one. yeah. So when there's no creativity and it's like, um, you know, you're, it's like they're playing basketball. How do I explain it? No, I see,
2: like, I, think, I you know the I mean? thing is, is that the offense works, but the one thing that we need is a creator, and Sexton is the one person who can really get off, but. He kind of halts the offense at the same time. Yeah, sometimes. So yeah, we don't. We need that special player. And the, the Hardy's offense works. It's a great offense. It's, it's a great. Mo, it's a great motion offense. It gets everybody involved. Everything's great. We need that one special player. I think we have in the Lowry, but Lowry's not getting the ball.
0: Yeah, I think Lowry was a, a little tired at the end. Um, let's see how many shots Lowry had. We've seen how,
2: how at the beginning of the game when Lowry was getting the ball, game was easy.
0: Yeah, he, he had eight points in four minutes, and then he only finishes with 15.
2: 15. He only gets, what, 11 shots?
0: He had 13, shot 46. Um,
2: yeah, that's crazy. I don't even remember the 13. And he shot too many. Teams, uh, there was, he shot two threes in the beginning of the game. That I was just like, ah, you, ain't, you didn't need to do that
0: yeah and um, and honestly he, i feel like if his it, touches
2: need to be around the elbow area do you see how it, he had pj tucker on him for like a great, a great duration <laughs> of
0: the
2: yeah. game and he can kill pj uh, pj tucker he's not getting the ball the guards are sitting there playing playing trying to play iso trying to trying to get on trying to play hand off threes and i'm just like yo bro like get the ball to lowry let them crash onto y'all get the kick out cool
0: See, and if you give if you give him like six more minutes of rest with Kessler or or somebody else, he plays thirty four minutes, and and you know maybe down the stretch he can be a little more effective. I
2: feel like the lineups that he played with within those thirty four minutes need to change a
0: little bit. I think there needs to be a little tweak.
2: Like I see, he doesn't play enough minutes with with Kessler, Um, which that would help him.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think I, I think we've been hitting on that last couple podcasts is I think is Colin, yeah, i think him
2: Colin, and, and walker the need to be playing with each other for a nice little i don't know maybe like eight minute time frame yeah they need that
0: all right let's go back let's go over to dallin uh you guys have requested so da- i'm gonna let Dallin go and then Colin go. so if everyone else can uh just mute yourself while these guys talk go ahead Dallin. Give it to us. Give it to us, boy!
1: <laughs> oh, man. Dang. Such a disappointing game. Sucks. Got my hopes up that we were coming back. And B just went off, though. Um, I agree with throwing different bodies at him. Walker Kessler should have been on him way more than 11 minutes tonight. He wasn't even in foul trouble. Um, I, I We had an early lineup in the first few games of... Um, Kessler, Olenek, and Markkinen. I don't know if we should have gone back to that lineup because it seemed like it had worked defensively, especially when we play those longer teams that have those more athletic, you know, six nine. Like, if they have three or four or taller guys on the floor together, then it just seems like when we switch off, we get mismatched like crazy. And... I, yeah i just it, there's just another game of the ball wasn't falling when the, then our offense just stops flowing and the shots aren't falling and then the defense just struggles too I, it's all around
0: yeah and and our defense isn't rated the highest i think the thing that was helping us win games was our steals um we were ranked like i think second in the nba uh hang on hardy speaking so i'm gonna look. Do my thing and let him speak.
4: We did not shoot the ball well. We did not execute very well on the offensive end. Um, obviously, you know, missing shots and missing free throws can happen in a game. Um, the stat that bothers me the most is Philly had 14 block shots. Um, that's a lot of poor spacing and poor decision making. Um, you know, credit to. To Philly, they played well. Embiid played a great game, took advantage of our lack of discipline uh, guarding the ball and fouling, um, and we still had a chance to win. Um, it's been a uh, a frustrating night for for our group, but it's something that we can uh, we can definitely learn a lot from. We um, look forward to getting back home.
1: When you say it's been a frustrating night,
5: what do you think? Where, where does the peak of that
4: frustration come from? Yeah, I thought this this game was not representative of, of how we want to play. Um, I great we answer! Great. We controlled the tempo. Our spacing was very good. Um, our execution was good, and as the game went on, uh, that did not continue. and It put us in a tough spot um, against a good team and a very good player down the stretch what would you have liked to see differently against him beat especially down the stretch uh, i would have liked to have seen us do a little bit better job on the ball not getting beat with the first dribble um and then i think when you come to help you have to keep your hands out he's a uh, he's a master at drawing fouls um he does the sweep through very very well um and when you play the fourth quarter of an NBA game in the bonus for the majority of it, defense is very hard, especially against a physical player like that.
3: You tried to double and then kind of went away from it a little bit or at least were less quick on the double. What did you kind of notice about those
4: situations in particular? Yeah, I thought our communication and execution was very poor um, in those situations. We did a very uh, a bad job communicating where the crowded side was um, so that the player on the ball knows where to send the ball. Um, and credit to Embiid, he, he took advantage of it and played a great game. Um, you know, and I think it, a lot of our poor defensive play or poor communication stemmed from the fact that our offense was not uh, operating the way it should. And I felt like our team got frustrated and uh, wasn't. We were not able to carry over our focus to the defensive end very well. But um, you know, it's, it's a great learning moment for our team and. Uh, a lot more games to go.
3: You mentioned the blocks and beat out seven of them. It was spending a lot of time in the paint. I guess what would you like to see differently spacing-wise in order to get him out and maybe attack in different situations?
4: Yeah, I thought we did a good job of, uh, of spacing him at times during the game. Um, and then I also just think that the timing of our decisions was a little bit off tonight uh, when a player like that Stands in the paint for the majority of the game. You uh, you have to be on time and deliver the ball. Um, I thought we had some opportunities to to find guys on kickouts and and put him in some tough spots, um, but. You know, he did a good job, and their guys on the ball did a very good job of, uh, you know, disrupting us. I mean, Dibble had five steals. Tyrese Maxey had four steals. Um, You know, those guys did a very, very good job of being disruptive on the defensive end.
5: You've talked a lot about operating
1: well in chaos. but Can that nip you in the butt every once in a
4: while? There's 82 games. Um, I I wish that we were able to... uh, be, be perfect through all 82 um, you know tonight and the second night of a back to back in a, a tough environment here in Philly I think um, you know we, we, we had some moments where we could have really seized control of the game and uh, we didn't and sometimes you, you miss a timely shot and that that's okay um, you know we're always just focused on how we play how we execute on offense and defense and some nights the ball just doesn't go in, but um, I don't think that was the case tonight. Is there a silver lining at all about how close it was, despite what Embiid was doing on the other side? Yeah, I mean he, he had a great game, but um, you know he he took a lot of the shots. You know, there's there's only one ball, so um, I think looking at the final score, 105. It wasn't our best night defensively, but I still think, you know, we had a chance to win the game. Um, The silver lining, I think, is that we're always in the game and our team doesn't quit. And even if we're not playing our best, our guys continue to fight and continue to stick in there. And, you know, that's that's what our team's all about, um, is that. You may be able to beat us, but you're going to have to beat us. Uh, We're not going to just roll over and and, uh, let you win the game. So I love our team's intensity. I love the way that we continue to find ways to to stick in games. Um, And tonight was a tough one.
0: We talked before the game about
1: Tyrese Maxey a little bit. I know that Embiid did a lot tonight, but in the first half especially, Maxey was kind of getting where he wanted, when he wanted. What would you have liked to have seen better
4: on that? Yeah, I think it's hard when a player like Embiid's screening, you're, you're worried about Embiid a lot, and Max, he was able to get free. Um, I thought we made him take tough shots. I thought we made him take some long long floaters, a lot of pull up, uh, two point jump shots. Um, you know, he got a couple of good looks from three that he didn't knock down, but, you know, the that's why these guys in the NBA are so good, is uh, it puts you in a lot of tough spots. Um, you know, we can always do a little bit better job. Closing the gap and pick and roll and getting into guys' bodies. Um, but I think for the most part, we uh, we did a pretty good job making Tyrese take some t- hard shots tonight.
1: You know, Mike, you, you hear Coach talking about how this team battled down the stretch and the fight and intensity. And one one of the ways that, that we statistically try to gauge that is um, offensive rebound, uh-huh. second-chance points. We're looking for improvement, and certainly – if.
0: Alright, Colin, you've been uh, requesting to speak, so I'm gonna let you go next. All the way in South Carolina. It's probably you probably gotta get to bed.
5: Are you turning off the uh post game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: I just wanna say, I think this if you put this game in a in a vacuum and
5: did it ten times over, I think the Jazz win this game ten out of eleven times. I think so many things went wrong. Um, or i wouldn't say so many things went wrong so many things went right for philly and went wrong for the jazz like first of all 11 steals 14 blocks jazz shooting 58 percent from the free throw line like even if you take the utah jazz average and put it you know for the free throws the jazz will win that game i think or tie it I, I kind of did the math earlier i forgot what it turned out to be but um and they shoot like their average. I think it was like what their average is like 75, so something around there. I, I saw those hats earlier. But first of all, 14 blocks on a night has to be well above Philly's average. 11 seals has to be t- a little bit over their average as well. And then the MVP frontrunner having a career high night. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. 11 out of the, uh, 10 out of the 11 times Jazz win this game, but I feel like just everything went wrong. Also, Will Hardy seemed to be going a little bit away from what I like so much about what he's doing before, like, leaving all of the players that are performing in. Yeah. With, I think Walker Kessler could have really helped at the end there, and he just didn't, like, for the second night in a row, he just, I don't know, I guess. I mean, I kind of understand it because it's, you know, as a coach, you want experience at the very end of the game. But, I mean, for a young team like the Jazz, maybe it's because we're winning a lot, and now he's thinking, oh, there's some kind of expectation on him. In the beginning, there was no expectation until so he was, he was, I think he may have had completely thought he had free will to do whatever he wanted to. And, and now he doesn't think he has that same free will because they're actually winning. And maybe they have some sort of expectation within the front office now, but I don't know.
0: I I agree with that. I think, I think Will Hardy's feeling the expectations. There's a few times where, you know, he takes deep breaths and you can see it on his face. Um, Watching that or listening to that interview, calm me down a little bit realize like it is a long season but the thing that's so frustrating about these last two games like hardy said is some nights um some nights the the ball just isn't falling and that's more what it felt like last night or yesterday um this one just felt winnable and he he said you know our guys fight till the end which i agree i think everyone in there fought and tried their hardest i I think they looked a little tired but a part of this one to me feels like coach not not putting the right lineups in um as far as who's playing well and <clears throat> the the sheer size of Embiid and Kessler like so uh yeah it, it's frustrating i think all of us kind of have uh built in expectations now because of our hot start like it's so exciting to watch the jazz and be like oh and, you know they could have been 11 and 4 now they're 10 and 5 um, I don't think anyone expected us to go 0-2 on, on this road trip, but uh, those blocks that you're talking about, seven of them come from Joel Embiid. Um, I believe he had, uh, I can't remember all of them. Um, I think he had two on Sexton, I want to say. Um, and it felt like a lot of them were guards driving in. And then to, to go back to your point, Colin, as far as free throws, we shot only 56% we shoot 23 free throws uh that's t- we leave 10 points on the board just by miss free throws and then you know us having a lot of the success is us hitting three point shots and we shot 29%. We shot 37 three point attempts and only made 11. So those two stats are are huge but uh this one just felt more like i um Frustrated as a fan that, that he didn't give the opportunity, like you said, Colin, to the guys that were hot. And the fact that Walker Kessler gets only 11 minutes is really the storyline to me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and we've got Dat Landon in here. We've got another pick locks uh, with the NBA logo. And Sandy, if he, any of you all want to speak, I'm more than happy. I feel like I'm a little bit calmed down now. Um, any other takes that you guys noticed throughout the game? I know before the, the, in the pregame chat, we were saying that we really needed to key on, on Tyrese Maxey. He ended up with 18, but he only shot 33% from the, the, um, from the field. Uh, I felt like the times that we sent a double team to Embiid, he had a few where he threw it out of bounds. I I felt like we should have kept doing that, but what do you guys think? Anybody can, can unmute and talk.
2: They they continued on to do the double team on on Embiid, but they were fouling. The guards was reaching in too much. That was a problem.
0: Yeah, there was a point where, like it, our our help defense, our secondary help defense, or even helping the helper, is just the communication. Like Hardy says, it, it's just not there. There was a time someone got beat off the off the dribble, and I believe it was Lowry and Olinick. Um, it might have even been in beads like n- they didn't know who was going to pick him up and then who was going to go help off off on the second pass if there was a pass like the I don't know if they have just haven't worked on help defense but the help defense is, is really bad and uh, I think the the weakness of this team is for sure our transition defense the Atlanta Hawks uh, we won that game but they were ramming it down our throats And then, yeah, uh, transition
2: and paint defense.
0: Yeah, Washington Wizards were just running fast, and and the Sixers don't even play at a fast pace. But I mean, there was times they just had easy fast break point dunks.
2: Yeah, for for a half court team to constantly be getting um fast breaks is crazy to me. Yeah,
0: Yeah. especially with with, like, like
2: slowest paces in the league,
0: and with young guys like you just we have young guys that. Are supposed to have energy. You just wouldn't think that that would be one of our problems.
2: I think the energy because the, the you know the ball was the falling through the hoop. The energy was just being lost, but they was playing with a decent amount of energy. Um, and I understand it is hard to sit there and guard somebody like Embiid. Like Embiid is probably like the biggest bruiser. On the, no, no, he's not. Probably he's the biggest bruiser in the league. So it was just like I can understand the frustration and and uh, the energy that takes. To actually deal with that for an entire game. Um, yeah, but, he, um, he's a big dude. Our, our guards, our guards need to do a little better. Um, just be, just be a little bit more selective when when, when approaching the paint.
0: Yeah, and, I, think uh,
2: I think I think that's the biggest issue because one thing I've seen that we were doing at the beginning of the season and in, in, um, majority of our wins is that when a guard did go to the paint and didn't try to shoot a floater or get a layup. Two people from the corner, two people from the corner, or the guard and somebody from in a, um another wing or big from the corner would slide down and sit there and try to attack the offensive rebound. Yeah, we haven't been doing that for the last three games.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and Mike Conley's really been running the ship. Uh, he shoots fourteen percent, only scores three points, and you know even his little teardropper uh, Clarkson shoots twenty six. So those are two guys we rely heavily on for points. Just last two games um just didn't conley,
2: have Conley, i feel like um conley is not aggressive enough uh, enough and so then when it's time for him to actually show up and take certain shots he's not in rhythm because he's not taking shots that's you know wide open or anything like that he's usually most of his shots come come um around prowling around the mid-range area and trying to get a little floater. It wasn't hitting, but he, there was multiple times where he had an open three. And he, and, you know, he maybe held for extra two extra two seconds, and this one When he could have just popped a three, see if he and see if he had it. He didn't have the confidence to take some of those shots, and a lot of those were in the second half. Yeah. So it's like it, it hurt us.
0: I agree. I think I think Conley needs to look to score more. Um, I I think he doesn't know whether he needs to facilitate or score just quite yet on this team. I think we were rolling so much in those first few games that it was coming naturally. But uh, like you guys said, teams are scouting us now and they're playing us differently. So there's a fine line of, you know, Conley, you got to score and then you got to facilitate. I I also think at times he needs to just be off the floor um, because defensively, if if the other team's big, he's a defensive liability and you need to have Sexton or THT on there just for the, the defensive factor. Um, and I think that's the part that we really have got to figure out, especially watching these last two games. Like the defense has got to get better. We, we know that this team can score high, um, in the one forties, you know, but we got to be able to stop people. And, and when they keep going to the same thing over and over the same player over and over, we've got to get gritty and, and like get some, uh, this this is this is exactly why i feel like jay Crowder would be perfect <laughs> for for us trade gay uh whatever you need to do yeah, but the
2: problem is jay Crowder will want to start
0: yeah I, I just if he has to start then but like this team needs to learn grittiness from a player like like Crowder like that we don't have that guy that' maybe sexton is the grittiest player but he's just I think his confidence isn't there because he's not starting and, and he's, he's not getting the minutes that he thinks he deserves.
1: I think Vanderbilt's pretty gritty. Um, yeah. I, I, I think at second half, Coach, I, you know, he's been so good about adjustments most of the season. Um, the second half, you see him beat going off. He needs to see a double team every time he touches the ball. And just force somebody else to start beating
0: you. Yeah, because there was a time they passed it. uh, I believe he passed it out of the double team and it went to Tyrese Maxey and he missed a layup. And like when Embiid's going, you know, he's that dominant during a game. You got to start sending it, especially in those closing minutes when it's close. Like you got to make somebody else beat you and hopefully they make the mistake because he was just on fire.
1: Right. And I'm usually of the opinion like let one guy go off to beat you, but when he when they're that hot, they just gotta see a double team every time.
0: Yeah. Just, yeah. My my hope too was that he would he would have been too tired. Um, this is a game like I don't ever think Azubuki is gonna play, but this is a game that I had the thought. Throw Azubuki in just to like lean on and almost like the UFC when they lean him up against a cage and just get him tired. It,
1: yeah,
0: six it, fouls. Yeah, d- is this? Do you guys think that this is a game that Azabuki could have just come in, nah, leaned MB on him, took
2: him off the dribble, and B with a at the top of the key or top of the uh, top of the mid, um, top of the free throw line? I saw him just blow by. Like that's all. He he wouldn't be able to get that off.
0: Yeah, you're probably and right because he, he's blown by marketing.
2: Because majority majority of um Mb's points. Were mid ranges and free throws. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not like he was sitting there bruising people like that for the entire game. Like you know, posting up. It wasn't really that too much. It, um, only when really Olenek in um in a small would actually be sitting there guarding. And is, is when M B was sitting there taking it to the post. Which we should have just forced him out to the three point line. Yeah, yeah. We should have just forced him out to the three point line. Um, but that you know, even even with that, that's kind of a difficult task.
0: Yeah, I think Olenek did it at times where, you know, he picked him up right at the three-point line. and. Uh,
2: Laurie was doing a decent job at the, the – a decent – the best he could possibly do
0: at the end of the game. But it's, you can't play tough enough if, if we're yeah. already in the bonus. Laurie's not tough enough to, to, to finish on him, especially yeah, yeah, when he's not, having that not, kind of
2: a night. not tough enough, and, 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 man, a bonus. You can't really throw too much at him. Like, the shit, the shit was getting crazy by, by like, eight-minute mark in
0: the fourth. So <laughs> it was
2: just like the MB show
0: next our next game is on the 15th against new york we're heading back home for two games which will be nice we haven't lost at home yet uh we got new york phoenix and then portland uh i'm really excited to watch us play portland portland's kind of coming off their high a a little bit as well but i think they have a really well constructed team and uh had some nice pickups with jeremy grant josh hart uh once gary payton comes back they'll be really tough but uh what do you guys think? What can we get for predictions in the next three games?
3: I'll say two and one. I think. what you said uh, Knicks, Suns, and Blazers. I think we beat the first two and lose to the Blazers.
0: Yeah, the Blazers is uh, on a back-to-back too. Uh, we play Fe- or we play Phoenix at home and then go to the Blazer uh, to Portland. Okay.
1: I think we get the next, but I think we'll struggle against the Suns and the. I want. I want to yeah. see it,
2: the Suns game is going to be able to tell me exactly where we're at because that's a team who's a who's a who's a, who's a contender, but their big is not like a dominant big. So we'll be able to see how the guards play defense. How the guards really, um, really be able to if the guards is able to slow down, um, um, what's his name Booker. Booker, yeah, um, and um, we'll see how our guards will be able to um deal with Chris Paul and Bridges.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be another game. Uh, I think Aiton's been having a pretty pretty dang good year. Uh, it's gonna be another game though. Like, who's gonna guard DeAndre Aiton because he's one that could go off. Because we don't have a guy big enough to guard him in the post.
2: I don't think we have oh, to Walker worry about that too much. I don't I don't think we have to worry about DeAndre Ayton too much.
1: Yeah, I don't think he can shoot jumping. He's through. one of he's and one he of those can. he's
2: one of those players who one game he could possibly give you twenty-eight, and the next game he might give you seven.
0: So here's the next question that, that's on my mind is these are two games maybe they didn't get enough film in does coach hardy and the coaching staff look at this and say walker kessler needs more minutes or are we going to say see a lot more of the same what do you guys think
2: i think the next game he's not going to he's not really going to switch it up for the next game yeah i don't think the next have the players to play him yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything scary about the Knicks. i will make. i will make Cardi just be like, okay, let me just go. Let me dive. Or you know, divert from what I've been doing this entire time. I don't really see like um maybe nah Julius Randle's not scary enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah.
2: I even, like I can't even make myself believe that shit. Like Julius Randle's not scary enough. You don't really have to t- see the things about the, the thing about the Knicks is that they play a lot of minutes for um Hartenstein, and they play a lot of minutes for um Robinson. So we don't really have to deal with that. Too much. The only thing we would we would have to see between those two is how we rebound against them, which we should be decent, but shit can get bad. I think, um, and that's another thing that we've been struggling with. Um, Vanderbilt hasn't um, been attacking the boys the same way he's been attacking the boys. Is
0: Vanderbilt healthy? Because it feels like he's not. Like it. He- uh- I was so he high on him, and it he just doesn't,
2: he doesn't he doesn't look like he's in the same form that he was at the beginning of the season. No. Yeah,
0: it it's like it, who
2: does right? Who or three. Does look the same? Yeah,
0: yeah and, and I mean, we were on such a high playing so well, is bound that we're going to cool off. So it's like I, I I think in the in the moment and the intensity of the game and like just just common sense, like put Walker Kessler on him, uh, you could get maybe a little bit over reaction, uh, especially from me. I, I get pretty heated. Um but yeah, it's it's a long season and uh I, I think we're I think a lot of fans are probably gonna turn from these two games and start talking uh talking crap about the team, but I still think we're a playoff team. Uh especially with how young and how um we we really haven't played that many games once these guys get a chance to practice on work and work on different things. I c- I think coach Hardy's smart enough and we have so many different lineups and uh, different ways we can go with our roster that uh, I think we'll be able to figure out and how to utilize that. So, um, I,
1: and to drips, to Jay-Z drips credit, he's, he's the one that said it, that we got enough film out now that pe- people know how to scout us. So, yeah, I mean, our response to that of, you know, we got to respond to that of how we're going to beat that. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, I appreciate you guys jumping in. I I am going to go to bed. Um, Well, not go to bed, but I'm going to hop off and and try and get ready for the week. We've got, what is it? Uh, New York Knicks on Tuesday. So we'll do the pregame and postgame after that. I know we have another guest in here that hasn't spoken, R2 Nyman. Uh, Welcome. If you want to jump on before and after every game, we are here. Uh, I I love that you guys keep showing up and that we keep getting uh, feedback back and forth. It's super fun. We are now on YouTube at Jasketball. Go follow us. We're on all podcasts. We're actually streaming live on YouTube right now. I've got, I need to maybe upgrade my web camera. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how many people tune in on YouTube. But uh, we are growing steadily on the podcast. We are getting a lot of listeners from Finland. Uh, I believe it's like over 20% of our listeners come from Finland, Germany, France. So if you are listening to this and you're overseas, uh, it's it's really cool that we have the technology to do that. And then I'm able to see who. Who listens in, I believe, uh, the last episode, not last night's game, but the game before that we had over 300 downloads, which is the best episode we've had, uh, this far. And it seems like every single time we have a game, more people are jumping on these spaces on Twitter and more people are listening in. So, uh, leave us a review wherever you're listening, uh, share this retweets, everything, all that, all that, uh, spammy junky stuff that everyone says, it, it really does help. So I uh, appreciate you guys and tough loss for the Jazz. They lose by seven, but we got another chance to come back home and win two games and, and get back on track. So go Jazz and uh, good game Embiid. I mean, what do you say? He scored 59 on us. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan, but when someone scores 59, <laughs> good game, boy.
2: It is what it is. Thanks for hosting, man. Have a good night.
0: Yep. See you guys.